Unloose the goose. We'll take no views. Your paradigm's run out of time and we've got no use. Unloose the goose. What are we drinking first? Oh. Hey, welcome to Unloose the Goose. Well, our friend Nicole has caught the thing that will not be named, so our channel stays up. Um, <laughs> she's doing okay. Uh, uh, she helped me get the stream up. Actually, we are on Nicole's Living Free and Tennessee. Um, uh, we're on their Odyssey and I believe Float, and we're on the Unloose the Goose YouTube. So if you guys ask questions in all caps, on the YouTube, either of the two YouTube streams, we will see them here live, and I can click them up on the screen and add them into the show. Um, so we'll do a quick, uh, what are you drinking? And then let's loop back, because there's a new guy that I want to introduce. Per- no, actually, fuck it. I'm going to introduce him, and, and then we're going to do what are you drinking. Okay, so Toolman Tim down there in the in the bottom box when he tells you what he's drinking. Um, he's been podcasting, streamcasting, live casting for oh gosh, a couple years now, I think. Uh, I caught him coming across one of the one of the channels somewhere, and I was so intrigued. He fixes everything. He's from the Great White North Canuck land, and uh, it, it uh, he's always fascinating. And you're you're use of technology and uh, and just starting from nothing and broadcasting and just going a little further and a little further and getting a little better and a little better every time you do a show inspires me. So with that, I'm just drinking coffee left over from a bit ago because I did a show just before this. So here we'll go to the four-player mode and uh, whichever way we come up in the circle, let's go around. What are you drinking? And Tim, when we get to you. Okay, so Neethy, Tim, Hawk, what are you drinking? Introduce yourselves. Hey guys, I'm Nikki the Pharmacist. Welcome to my food church. Um, I am here with some water. Water. I'm just drinking some distilled water this today. How are you guys doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> What's up, yeah. Alex? How are you? What up? Oh, nice yeah, yeah, right on. All right, guys. I'm Toolman Tim. Uh, I'm new here. Uh, friends with Nicole through the TSP and Living Free in Tennessee community. I run my own content creation thing called the workshop, Toolman Tim's workshop. Uh, kind of my, my niche is repairedness, which is home maintenance when help isn't around the corner. You know, because us preppers, we love to have shit on hand. So I love to tell people what to buy, where to go, how to get there and how to fix it. Um, but all that being said, you know, I'm in the great white uh, people's Republic of Kanakistan. So it's um, a <laughs> tough life up here some days, but we make what we, you know, we, we make with what we are. Right. So Anyway, yeah, I got a podcast I put out two, three, well, three times a week, at least twice live, have some pretty cool interviews, deal with home maintenance. You can find me over on the Prepper Broadcast Network as a part of Jack's uh, Expert Council on the Survival Podcast and over on YouTube, Odyssey, Float, all the socials. And uh, it's too early in Canada to be drinking bourbon right now, so I'm drinking some Diet Pepsi at the moment. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, my name is Xavier Hawk. I am in the Florida free zone, um, <laughs> and we are currently uh, experiencing some rain, but very good weather. Everything's pretty warm. Um, I run Fireon, P-H-I-R-E-O-N, and we are uh, 
very close. We, we just, I just had a development team meeting and they're showing me all of the new functionality and we've got uh, real stories. We're going to have, we're going to be completely um, cloud-based, no more uh, Apple store, no more Google play store, no sharing servers with anybody. We're going to have our own dedicated servers all coming up in the next quarter here in 2020. What are we going into? We're in 22, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking some Kratom. Well, that's <laughs> super exciting. Fireon's Fireon is uh, is a perfect example of of a network. Um, Nicole kind of set together a little outline here. I'll try to keep us on the rails as best I can. Um, oh, by the way, we might actually have uh, integration with MetaMask and Trust Wallet as well, so that we'll be able to start issuing our and giving out our Fire tokens to to people for doing we have like a, a rewards based system where people can go and do real life works in the world and get the fire token. So that's coming in the next couple months here. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay, so, freaking so, uh, in this in this episode we want to talk about real life. Like and that is it, right? We're integrating getting into the real life. So what are some real life networks that you guys are involved in. And then let's loop back and have the real discussion because I wanted to kind of throw us off the rails a little bit by thinking differently about not just the things we sit in front of on the computer all effing day, like real life networks. Like I was a Eagle Scout, my Boy Scout network. I haven't been officially in that for 35 years, but there's five or 10 people from there. I could go land on their couch Tomorrow. So it, like uh, Appleseed, um, when Jack got into it like 10 or 13 years ago, he was like, if you want to learn how to shoot a rifle, go to effing Appleseed. They will teach you. So I did. I got all the way up through their instructor ranks to like run a shoot. Um, you know, and I met all those guys. I, I have other stuff just onward I went, right? But I still know all those guys. They know me. I was around them for a couple of years doing real life stuff, right? Um Another network that I'm involved in personally uh, was my golf club. Um, I smoked weed and drank a lot of whiskey on the golf course for decades with those MFers, right? They know me personally, the me, um, right? And uh, now uh, my Squatch Fest crew. So those are kind of my four real-life flesh and blood, pick up the phone, yo, I'm on the way over, networks. Needy, let's just go around that way. What, what do you got? What are your real life networks? I mean, your pharmacist network that you're building for your thing, but what are your other networks? Yeah. Um, I, I, I was trying to think of all that today because we have so many little things going on over here, you know? So I've got a lot of uh, farm circles. There's a variety of those. And now um, it's, it's very cool because I'm building like these online circles, like globally, um, I don't like to count those as much. I mean, I think we're talking more about face-to-face, right? Like, because I leverage all of them. I'm leveraging my online circles. I'm, I'm leveraging my face-to-face circles. Um, and I, uh, I think that a lot of that stuff expanded more outside of my church after I started going online more, you know, and, and traveling more. But outside of that, I was doing more stuff locally, regionally. Um, because I had my boots on the ground, <laughs> I wasn't really on the computer and, and, and I, I was doing a lot more stuff just and here. you had a network around healthcare stuff, right? Yeah. Well, actually I started more on the farm side. So it's interesting. Like I was trying to improve, 
um, farm quality for our food to be, for the meat to be better, the quality of the meat. And um, it was only when I started going, like when I finally got to the savory uh, global reunion and was able to meet all the producers from around the world um, who were interested in soil health, did I realize I'm literally the only person who is really uh, using meat for medicine, um, meaning like regenerative highest quality meat, not like just carnivore meat. Does that make sense? Totally. Meat with integrity. Yeah. What's some networks that you are involved in in general? Yeah, yeah, sure. For, I got to say first, though, uh, Hawkins there, he uh, if he wants to keep being involved in his local networks, he better listen to his wife more than he listens to me because uh, <laughs> that's, that's not good. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I got – is my audio good? Yeah, excellent. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 we can um, hear you. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So I got two. I guess the first one is I live in beef country up here, right? And uh, local – like right in the heart of beef country. And we get some – oh, I love it. Anyway. Um, I got a local guy that runs a local slaughterhouse butcher shop. You know, it's a really big to do, but it's, it's, it's very local. Everything comes in mostly locally. We can't promise, you know, whether it's always corn fed or not, but it is what it is. It's still really way better beef than you're going to get at Walmart. And uh, <clears throat> so I put in twice a year for half a beef because, you know, we eat mostly keto and I keep a big deep freeze full of beef. Well, anyway, uh, last summer he stopped me. I, I also work for him. So I mow his lawn, do his snow, that kind of stuff. And he said, yeah, um, you still want another side of beef? We're early this year. You know, we're only a couple of months in. I said, yeah. He says, stop by the shop tomorrow. I got a deal for you. You can't, you know, turn down. Right. And so I go over the next day and this also, Hey, hey Mr. Dowie. And, uh, anyway, <laughs> we, um, I go over and he's like, I got this beef. It's been in the freezer for two months. Nothing wrong with it at all. Buddy's not going to pick it up. 50 cents on the dollar and it's yours. So like that kind of thing, local networks. I mean, I just filled my deep freeze. I'm good for a year. And that's simply from having those connections, you know? And the other one is our uh, the, the Alberta uh, Freedom Cell group online. It's kind of a hybrid of local and um you know, online. And there's a lot of information sharing, you know, if you want to go eat out, there's a place on there where we can talk about where you can go eat out. Or if you're looking for a job, there's, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's a good hybrid as well, but they, they do local meetups. I have neglected to meet up with them yet, but we've had long, good conversations. So yeah, those are my two quick examples for sure. What do you got X? So I'm, I'm a part of a number of different communities, right? My kid goes to my kids go to Waldorf school, and there's a strong community there of like-minded, value-driven parents and families, right? They they don't want their kids using tech all day. They you know are anthroposophists for the most part. So there's a lot of spiritual and value-driven networking that goes on there, and a lot of business opportunities, frankly, be, be between the value-driven community. And then um, obviously, Firon, we've got like almost I think. 4,000 some users on the, on the, uh, on the telegram. Yeah. Almost 4,000 users on the telegram and, you know, a little bit more than that on the app. Um, so there's the, there, those are two communities and we've gotten together in person and we try to do it once a year. I'm trying to put something together for February 22nd here in the next couple weeks, uh, in, in South Florida, we did a, a big launch party on a huge yacht last year. Um, we're looking at a mansion this year, um, in terms of, 
Uh, and then also the Unloose the Goose community, the TSP community. I feel like Jack has done an amazing job of bringing real people together and doing real things. Um, and I kind of feel like I could go anywhere in the country, check out who's there in the TSP community and, and, and have people that I know I could trust and work with. You know what I mean? 100%. Oh, Dowie, we're and just kind of naming what, off what a more? couple different communities that we're involved here's, here's with or have one. been involved with or that we could call on from our past that uh, we yeah. might not think of it, it more than just the online stuff. Here's a big one. The Tor, Tori Says community. She has got hundreds of thousands of users around the world. Uh, she does a radio show, and they've like galvanized and gotten real action going on in all of the different states. Like, if there's anybody, like, I'm not looking to any of the politicians to to fix the situation that's going on in the United States right now, or even globally. I'm looking to the people, and the people right now, I have not seen anywhere that they are more galvanized and active than on Tory Says's community. They they have meetups in every state every region and they're doing things like um writs of mandamus they're filing lawsuits as individuals against their school boards like you know the whole reason that that even became a talking point on the news is because that that community and what they're doing to to take power back like that's that's a perfect community for the agris that's badass i like that can you hear me okay very inspiring yep it's good to know about a new community you just yeah i've never heard of that yeah (laughs) Are you? Uh, do I sound all right? You sound great. Good. Yep. I screwed with my microphone before I had the Rona in early December. I haven't used it since. Yeah. How are you uh, feeling? I'm like, oh my god, you're back. Yeah, I'm okay. I've got the <clears throat> still got a little cough, but I'm all right. Uh, now I'm immune, so fuck it, right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Is it my turn? Here's my passport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Just we're first going around, just naming a couple of communities that people yeah. might not think of as communities, and then we can go. I got questions for you, Nicole. Prepared me. <laughs> nice. Good. Yeah, I mean, I have like, I have a little. I guess I have both. Like, I have a lack of community that I kind of learned when I had COVID. To be honest with you, where mm-hmm. we had some snow, and I've I've plowed out my neighbors. I don't know every time it snows, and. Uh, yeah. Like, I didn't really get any assistance. Now, it wasn't a bad storm or anything, and I'm not here bitching about it, but, like, it made me stop and think, like, huh, I wonder how much community I really have, you know, um, mm-hmm. in my actual community. Like, I live on a small lake road in uh, New Hampshire, and, you know, they have their Facebook page, and everybody pretty much knows everybody. Um, but I, I feel like there's a little bit of a lack there in a way, and I didn't I didn't think it was like that until then. Um, <clears throat> but... And it's, it's tough, I think, for a lot of people because, you know, you get uh, – everybody's working all the time, and including myself. And it's like, so somebody needs help, you know, it's like, how do you do that even? Because, like, I'm so busy. How would I go and help another guy do some stuff because I'm strapped? But I know that's also – it's like a that's a permaculture thing, right? That's the problem is the solution. Everybody's so goddamn busy all the time. But, like, maybe if everybody just stopped and took a minute and helped each other, then nobody would be busy all the time, right? But – uh so as far as communities go, though, like for me, it's TSP. Uh, I'd say primarily is probably my number one community. And, uh, you know, that it's weird. I mean, like I listened to the survival podcast in 2012 when uh, the world was going to end because uh, the Incas or something were setting a nuke off or whatever that was. So, like, um, I started listening to that show and it grew into what it grew into. And now I have a ton of friends through that, including almost everybody here. Right. So. I guess it's it's interesting that that started the way it started, right? And and I really what I'm getting at is like 
how do you never know how a new community is going to start for you. Right. So I started selling barrels at the beginning of COVID and I didn't think that was going to be a, any community, anything. Right. And, uh, but every person that shows up, I, I go, Hey, what are you doing? What, what are you, what are you going to do with this barrel? Like, what are you are you, about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are you, what are you making? Yeah. What are you doing with the barrel? That's like, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with this barrel, man? Well, I'm going to put a body in it. So, uh, no, but like every time someone comes, I'm like, Hey, what are you using it for? Or what, or what are you in the middle of? You know, cause everybody that comes is usually they're in a project and then it turns into a conversation. And what I've found is, uh, the majority of the people that come and buy these things are like-minded, which is interesting. Um, and they're doing something. And I've learned a lot. Like the other day, actually yesterday, I got a referral to a doctor that's not going to force shit down my throat for my kid, okay, from mm. a guy that came to buy a barrel. So, like, oh that's kind yep. of a community. Now I'm in touch with that guy. Now, my my failure is I suck at maintaining the contact with these people, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, cool yeah, people, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, like, two cool people a week. And I just, like, what am I I don't know. I'm like start texting them like they're my BFF or something, right? So, you know um, what my super secret trick is, John, when you have 5,000 people in your Rolodex? <coughs> when they started making the fields bigger for the smartphones, I save yep. everybody under a name of how I met them or what yeah. I did with them. So, uh-huh. yeah, I'm, I used I'm to- like, oh, that duck guy. Okay, now like a thousand yeah. people will come up, but I've narrowed the field down, right? And then yeah, I'm, 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 I'm woods guy. Boom. There you are. Right. I'm Hooters John in 7 million people's phones because so, uh, I used to run a Hooters. So there you go. Um, but I also like, so on my road last year, what I noticed was there was a lot of new gardening in the last two years really going on because people were freaking out. So we started building some community that way because uh, I, I, I grow microgreens. And I use soil and I only use it once. And, um, you know, I give a lot of that to the neighbors. I fill their garden, their new garden beds. I just fill them and everybody even though they don't need to be around here is addicted to raised garden beds because that's what they see. Right. So Mm -hmm. fine, not fighting that battle. I'll just fill your garden bed up. And now you're going to have way too much fucking cilantro. But, um, so, (laughs) so that was another thing that's kind of working. And I last at the end of the year this year, I kind of said like, I need to start like a garden club on my road, but I also, I think it's a good idea. But, but yesterday I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know what we would talk about. Like tomatoes, like I don't know. What do you talk about? Like so, the best communities I think are like they kind of spontaneously form voluntarily yeah. around a, a, a task that serves each other. You know, you, you guys yeah. like you're the soil guy now because you it's your output from your business, right? But then yeah. they'll get garden tips from you, but they're customers and leads. Yeah. And I started a bunch of plants last year and I gave those away to the neighbors and whatever. I did the Salatin method. But uh, but the one thing I, I guess I want to touch on, is, I mean, I know we're talking about communities we've started, right? Or we were involved in. I mean, right here is another one that's weird. People, I know a lot of people in this community shit on professional sports and that's fine. <laughs> I know I know you don't. I know I know you're a Seahawks fan or something, right? But um, yeah. Actually, oh, I used, what it is. used to be a Blue Jays fan. But that's a, like the... The Bills, Bills fans are this like massive community, and it, that's another interesting thing. Like, I think professional sports can can bring community where it wouldn't have been. You know, I mean, half these people I would probably never talk to because they're New Yorkers, and uh, I am too, so I can say that. But um, <laughs> but because they're because they're Bills fans, like we have a thing in common, and we talk, and like I have Bills fans friends that I've met at games and whatever. I have local because there's so many transplants. 
Um, like I wouldn't find 30 people from upstate New York in New Hampshire if it weren't for football. Right. And one of those guys is like the head of the Republican Party in some town here. And he's like, you know, him and I get into it all the time, but it's in a fun way and whatever. But there's a lot of that. And I, I think that that can also, you know, like don't jump fast to shit on professional sports because, you know, Kaepernick fucking wanted to take a knee or something like it can lead to community. You know, oh, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been tailgating you know? with some of the same yeah. people at Seahawks games literally before my kids were born. That's over 20 years. I've been to their marriages, their divorces. Yeah. Their, oh, my. Yeah. Like because it's the one thing you do that you do, but then you just know that. Right. So like. I don't know. I always seem to get to know five or six people in any big group that are like super chill. Yeah. And that's people that only probably have that thing, right? Like I like the Buffalo bills and it's stupid. Like I get it. It's dumb. We're cheering for laundry, but like, I understand that most of the people I talk to, like, I'm not going to talk to them about, you know, shot policies and and stuff like that because they're just going to disagree with me. But like that stuff doesn't come up and it's an interesting, uh, you know, What's the word? Mosaic of, of people. That okay, so you topic. brought up the good topic when you were talking about, like, you were kind of down, but people kind of didn't show up. So I guess that's a good question, right, is, like, when do you throw the flag out for actual help? Because that's part of the community thing, right, mm-hmm. is if you're a parasite and are always mm-hmm. the one, like, help, 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 you know, uh, 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 like, but I know that's not, I knew people, you weren't getting help now. It was just, you didn't throw the flag out and ask for help. But a little bit, but who, who's got a riff on that? Anybody, anybody, what do you think? Tim, go, go. Yeah. So where I grew up on the East coast in Nova Scotia, well, every yeah, single time somebody was sick, didn't matter. You know, somebody's got cancer, some kids in the IWK make a wish hospital, that kind of stuff. There was always, it was always an excuse for a potluck, uh, a, a raffle, I chased the ace. It didn't matter, right? And as soon as people knew, people did what they could. And that that was cool. I do miss that a little bit. Life's a little different on the prairies, you know, but... It, it growing up around there, that was the big thing. And you didn't have to belong to a church. You didn't have to belong. It was just so-and-so is in a hard way. Give what you can, you know, and everybody get together, yeah. every business to donate and whatever. And, and it worked, you know, it, it does. And, you know, for every time that it worked, you'd always see the one or two that would take advantage of it. And you'd roll your eyes and you'd bitch a little bit and you're like, you know what, but the good they do outweighs the bad. Right. And uh, so that was good. And, you know, in, in a bit with community too, I guess you get what you put into it sometimes, but you don't always, like John said, you know, you can, you can help everybody out under the sun. I, I remember, uh, do you remember the movie Hotel Rwanda, <clears throat> you know, the, the gentleman in there and he, uh, he spent all his time making all his connections with all these guys expecting that when he needed help, they'd give it to him and almost nobody did. Right. Boom. That is super important. Because I have found that that's what I run around doing, trying to help everybody, and then turn around when, when it's needed. It's amazing who stands with you when you're really in need, right? And yeah. it's it's never who you think it's going to be. It's you're it's really right. like uh, like yeah, it, it, it's crazy to me. Like, Absolutely. yeah, I was I was in a hard way, and and the people that I thought would be there weren't, and the people that you know during the whole Rona thing, and and like everybody was scared. Like I learned who was really down to ride and who wasn't. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Like it's amazing. 
it's amazing how many people um, were sifted and sorted in or out uh, just yep. due to 2020 because my circle got tight. It was so tight. And, and I think that was one of the biggest blessings from 2020 is that anybody who was walking the line had to pick a side or has to pick a side and you can't, cause I never, I couldn't stand that Xavier. Like I, all the people that walk the line, those people drive me nuts. Like, I'm just like, yeah. can you stand for something because otherwise you stand for nothing. And I'm like, so I, I don't have patience for that. Like, I, I'm yep. sorry. You know, like you guys were talking in the chat over here in the comments, everybody's saying, you know, I don't like to just call and shit chat with people. And, and I don't either. Like, you know what I, what I've realized is that I want to hang out with people, but when I'm hanging out, like I'm so high on talking about how we can build and help each other yep. create that so that we don't have to do yep. this. Like we don't want to do this. And so we have to have a, that. And so I, I just love building that and just talking about that and, and then connecting with people and being like, Oh, you can help me do that too. So, you know, like I find, I find Let's that. Be productive. Um, right. I think that somebody said to me once, Nithi, you know, you don't have to be on all the time. And I'm like, that's the moment where I don't probably John Dowie get along with some of the sports people because I'm like, I don't have time to just sit here and like BS with you because <laughs> I'm interested in creating this world over here. And it's so much right. fun. It's so much fun. It's not, you know, like it, it might not have even resulted in whatever yet, but it's so, and when 2020 hit and everybody was like, I can't believe you've just been sitting here doing this for the past 12 years. Thank God we have a solution with you because we would have never right. thought of this or whatever. So, um, you know, I don't know. And and so it's I will like say. Not a lot of people help Noah build the ark, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's really lonely on the bleeding edge over here. But at the same time, look at all these amazing people. And then there are so many of us, I think, that are that have have been to working together, but not knowing it. And now we kind of are meeting each other or whatever. So I, I mean, you know, you when we started this conversation, Brian, and you were like, who are your networks? I got so many. So I can't even think of who to name. Right, I just came back from Tennessee, and I had so much fun. And I was over there with three networks because one network is the Tactical Response Network. If you guys know, you know, like James Yeager and the guys at TAC, and you got um, John Willis from SOE, and you know Nicole came and just. I told Nicole, I go, I was trying to like do these work projects while I was there, but I didn't get any of it done. It was like, God was saying, you need to just relax. Cause I went there with my whole family. <laughs> and, and so we had, I hosted dinner for all of these thought leaders in our cabin that we were renting and I'm just grilling and, you know, it was kind of weird and the best time ever because Everything that we, we, we probably only hung out. We could only get everybody together for two hours because we're busy. Like I was the only one who was there who was kind of not so busy because I was the visitor or whatever. But, you know, everybody else is like, dude, I'm, I'm like doing my thing. So it's like, I got to well, get back. We'll check out Rob's comment down here. He's talking about he was networking with the plate. He had to go find a sauna for, for uh, 
doctor's prescription thing. So we had to go find a sauna place and take a sauna, right? But he was there. So we started networking with the guy. Yeah. Guy was networking with barrel guys. It's a mindset. Right. First understanding the <clears throat> value of having a giant Rolodex of a guy that's in every industry. So if you start hearing stuff from it and something's going on, you could call somebody and check somebody that actually does it. Right. Is it really going on? Connecting. It's the connections. You know, it's like if you're a connector, like I, there's nothing more fun than being in the middle of a conversation with somebody that you've never met. And then you find out they need something. You go, Oh, you should come. I got a guy for that. Mm -hmm. I got a guy. Yep. Yep. Man, that works that way in the handyman business. Oh, sorry, X. Yep. No, no, no. You you go ahead. I I was just going to, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I got a guy for just about everything because I can do just about anything to up to a point. Right. But I got to know, I got to have, you know, I need an electrician. I I got an 85 year old electrician that I can call at three o'clock in the morning and he'll be there in five minutes. You know, I got a plumber that I can call plumber heating guy that I can call and he'll talk me through a gas fitting over the phone. You know, don't tell people that, but you know, that kind of shit, right. You got to have a guy. Right. So they they get the outer part. (laughs) Go Hawk, go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've done this with Byron. Like when we first hit the market, I had like thousands of people contacting me and I make myself available. Like I wanted, and I took, I took, I even had a Calendly and I had people book time slots to speak with me. Tell me who you are, what you do business wise. Like maybe I can help you. And I like, you know, I, I, I try to contact some of these influencers and stuff and like, they never respond, you know? And, and then like, true. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at how haughty people tend to become when they think that they're important. And I'm out here like trying to get to know everybody and build contact me i want i might not get to you this month i might get to you like in a couple weeks but i will and like let's let's figure out what we can do together if anything right because you never never know where things are going to come from and like a conversation i have now could have been could be spark a memory that i had on one of those calls and be like oh yeah you know what so and so knows that or has that or does that or supplies that and then you know just building building bridges like that is super important well yeah and and make yourself available means a lot of things too like yeah. Make yourself available means make eye contact with people when you're in public and say hi, and you don't know where that's going to go. You know, it's it's right, when someone right. reaches out to you. You know, like I have people in the microgreens world that reach out to me from all over the all over the country and up in Canada where Tim lives, and uh, I don't even know how you live there. It's it's already too cold here. I don't know how you do it. I never met a New Yorker that makes eye contact yeah. in my life. So I don't know. We're <laughs> looking for your wallet. <laughs> I'm from the upstate New York. Actually, uh, no, where I'm from, you know what? I bitch about this all the time. When I go home, I, I'm in a supermarket with my <laughs> wife, and someone walks by, and I smile and go, hey, how are you? And they sneer at me. And while they're still in earshot, <laughs> I go, the next motherfucker that does that gets punched in the throat. But whatever. That's how <laughs> we do it here. It too. Don't worry about so, it. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? That's what they're saying. I just like, I'm, I'm that guy. Like, I will talk to everybody in public. Mm-hmm. And Obviously, yeah. that gets me a long way, but I know there's a lot of people that aren't that person, but like maybe try to, you know, start introducing that into your life. Like, you don't know who you're going to end up talking to, you know, who you're going to meet. I, I was in this grow room. That's where I am in my grow room in the office. And uh, I was, I've been here for seven years. The first four, four to five, there was a mechanic right up the way here that I could have been using and talking to and wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, because he had a shitty name for his business and I didn't think Grumpy's Garage was the place where I wanted to take my car, right? That's what. <laughs> turns out. But Grumpy turned, turned out to be out, one of the coolest guys on the planet. Turns out he's a great mechanic. He cuts me deals. Now we're friends. 
Um, you know, you I can go. go up there and use his lift if I need to to do work on my car if I want to do it. And he wow. fucking knows. He knows everybody. So it's like, don't shut anything down because you don't know what that person's going to know and you don't know who you're going to meet and who you're going to talk to. I mean, I guess you could meet a serial killer and that could be bad, but like, but otherwise (laughs) it's usually okay. You know? Yeah. So being uh, super helpful to people, right. And, and opening your network, people will be more likely to open their networks to you. If you're not used to talking to random strangers, I think you just got to get over it. There's nothing, there is no harm. You could even make right. a game of well, it. We are uh, all one. We are all one. And we're all trying to just, you know, everybody everybody wants to just be loved and, you know, wants to be seen. And, you know, it's, but people do, they're shocked when you walk up to them. You're like, hey, what's up? How are okay. you? So hmm. if you happen to still go to bars and such thing like that, um, okay. So back in my sales days, right, I had to go, I had to work with different sales crews oh, just uh, every day, different city. So we would go to the bar and I would, before we would walk in, I would like assign them roles. Like you're an NBA prospect star. We're, you're, uh, we're trying to recruit you under the table, NCAA, total violation. And we would see if we could get like people to narc us, like, oh, God, like, make shit up, right? And then people in the, like, who are you? Ah, you got a great backstory, but you get to ask them real questions. They'll tell you who they really are because they're not playing. They don't know they're part of the simulation. Mm-hmm. Oh, best game when I, ever. When I moved here, 12 years ago, that was the first thing I did was look for the local dive bar and just start going there. And it was great. I mean, like, that's probably going to make grumpy. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But the, uh, you know what, though? One day my well pump went and I yanked that shit out of the ground and tried to figure out what was wrong with it and couldn't couldn't do it. And this guy that's like this, you know, veteran union plumber that I knew from the bar came over and started at the panel and went right through and, and we found the problem. And like, I don't know, without that guy, I still might not have water it was like eight years ago. So <laughs> who knows, but, uh, you know, save me thousands and you, you meet these people and you never know where it ends up. I been I ended up working at that bar, uh, part time, you know, I was bartending there for a while and, uh, yeah, you got to get out there. Like, I, I feel like I run into a lot of people that tell, I don't know. They tell me, and especially in this community, like I just stay at home on my farm and whatever. And it's just like, eh, you don't know what you're missing out on, man. Like you got to get out there. You got to talk to people. And I don't know how true it is. I'm sure they're, we all want that, right? We all are like, we live in this world where we're like, I don't want to leave my property. I just want to stay here and work on my shit and never talk to anybody again. But I don't, I don't really know mm-hmm. if it's true. And I don't think it's a good idea. Well, like we're going to do the self-reliance fest in Tennessee. Everybody should come out there. It'll be so much fun. And, you know, that's happening in February. I think that, I, I, don't, I don't know. You have to put, you have to make yourself uncomfortable a little bit if you want to, um, really be able to find and meet really cool people. Like, you, you know, you could be uncomfortable for a day. I mean, come on. Can't you be uncomfortable for a little while? Like I try to push my kids in uncomfortable situations because I want them conditioned to be able to just be okay in, in an uncomfortable situation. And, and also if they need to pivot or whatever it is, you gotta, you gotta stay on, stay on the, I don't know. Is that, that's, I yeah, think- very true. And it's about balance, right? Like you want to be able to retreat to your farm and be in your own space, safety, comfort, all of that. Um, but then we do, we thrive on interaction and validation and be serving, you know, 
being of service, helping people, it makes us feel good. Love in action. So I, I know I need that balance. I, I, if I'm too much on the land by myself, I go nuts. If I'm too much right. community, you, you just I go nuts. triggered me with the safety word. That's the way it is. Okay. Yep. Okay, you just triggered me with the safety safety word. Uh-oh. Don't say okay. safety anymore, people. Okay, I was going to just do a whole thing. I was going to do a whole, like, rant about safety. I'm like, I don't need to be safe, okay? I just want, I want to <laughs> have fun, all right? I want to live, and I want to be on the edge, and I want to, I want, you know, I want people to be brave. I don't want you to be, con- I mean, yes, like, you. I'm not going to say safety. How about comfortable? It's okay to be comfortable for a little while, like, you know, chill, take a rest for a minute. But unless you are willing to be risky, if you're not willing to risk, you know, um, or take some risk to just go, you can't, how how can you have fun? I don't understand it. I'm not understanding like all of this safety. I hate, I hate the safety. And also I don't need, I don't need you to protect me. Also I'm offended and insulted and I'm over it. And all the men, you okay? It's just me and all you guys, right? Aren't you dudes like offended by all? Are you assuming my gender? <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like Jesus. Someone had to say it. Oh my God! I'm There's offended. only two genders. It's a universal law. Okay, <laughs> it's a universal law, everybody. So whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think every man should be completely and totally insulted and offended when somebody's trying to keep you safe. I'm, guys, I'm I'm offended and I'm a right. female and I love for I love you know for uh men to you know I mean chivalry to me is just very attractive but but at the same time I'm like also like I don't I don't need you to I, I don't need I don't need the government to keep me safe how's that I don't need I don't need there you go I don't need institutions to keep me safe but I love for a gentleman to be chivalrous and, and, and look out for me. So I'm a Mandalorian. Weapons are part of my religion. <laughs> Word up. See? Like micro preaches safety third. I love it. That is uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's right. that uh, quote that's been floating around t-shirt. from C. S. Lewis. Have you guys have seen that one recently where uh, one of his students back in the mm. day in the atomic age, they're like how can you live? How can you do anything at this point in your life? Because we can literally be wiped out in an instant with a nuclear bomb. And he's like, listen, don't oh you think that right. people back in the medieval times lived in fear of being wiped out by a Viking invasion just like that? He says, that's been part of life yep. for our entire existence. And, you know, yep. I'm sure I'm paraphrasing here, but he says, get the fuck up, get the fuck out and go do something. <laughs> that's, I, right. that's right. That's right, Tim. Yeah. That's right. Because there was dinosaurs and then there was, okay, Vikings. Okay, you know, whatever. There's always some crazy person doing something. But you know what? There's more of us and less of them. There's more love and less of whatever. Crazy. And and there totally. is no, there's no microscopic thing that I'm going to be afraid of. Okay, I'm sorry. Also, did y'all notice that human beings are like cockroaches? You can't really, like, I don't think people understand exactly how resilient we are. I mean, good grief. Oh, I thought you meant they were just chasing money. Okay, John Dowie, who's always like, every time I say something holistic, he'll be like pulling his Dr. Pepper out of his pocket or whatever. (laughs) You know, I'm just like. You'll love that. Okay, right? See? You got 100. 
You got a hundred years of that. And meantime, somebody wants to believe that some little microscopic something's going to get you. Uh, no. This is the only ginger ale with actually has ginger listed in the ingredients. Yeah. it. You know it's what? It's time, that, uh, it's time that everybody can speak honestly about actual risks. Like what is the risk? Like really? But everybody's been, it's been 15,000 hours of, government institutional conditioning that A is not A. People can't do any logic or math or any understanding. That's why they're terrified of things to not be terrified about at all. Education. Okay, so you know what? Um, People people think that guns are to be feared. And I had someone recently, like, give me this big lecture about how how could I allow my son to go take this tactical training? You know what I said? I said, unless you are educated, I am not having this conversation with you. If you want to be educated about guns and then have a conversation with me, I will have that with you. And unless and until you have been educated about, like, go take go take the trifecta tactical response and then let's have a conversation. Send them through Appleseed for, like, a mom that doesn't like guns. They can go to Walmart, spend 99 bucks on a 22, show up with it in the box, (laughs) and go from in the box to safely discharging 500 rounds over the course of a weekend. And they will have a whole new understanding of that. It's not going to like shoot itself. It's not going to jump up and kill it. Like the, but the beauty of that is it's like, it's like a, it's freaking a nail gun. What's the difference? Well, in the two day class though, you can't shoot all day. So they interlace the whole story of April 19th, the first day of the revolution into the entire class. So Mm -hmm. at the end of it, they know, how firearm operates and works, but at the same time, they know how and why we fought the revolution and what guns are actually used for. Right. I mean, <laughs> They're either the way or they, not after that. After the training they went to, I asked my son what the most important thing was that he learned in the six days. And he said, I learned, I don't ever want to pull my gun out. Yeah. That's yeah, what he around them, right? Then you get that people aren't like super yep. he, glorious. He also better, doesn't want to go anywhere and not have his gun on his on his. He doesn't want to not have his gun either. He doesn't want to have to ever right, pull it right. out, but he also wants to have his gun. Better to be a warrior in the garden than a gardener in the war. And and by him taking that class, that's a whole network. Exactly. Now he's got an entire alumni. Those group. dudes, I'm happy to call it. And he was with them live in real life doing a thing that wasn't a networking thing. Right. Those are the best networks. Right. Learning. You know, Physically, you, you, like hands-on doing something. You talked about the revolution. I mean, you guys have this whole collective experience down there that we're just still waiting for. Up Where here. we kick the king in the nuts. You guys just got a man up. It's your turn now. We, we just sat around and All waited right. till the queen got tired of us and shipped us off. She's like, you know what? We can't afford you assholes anymore. You can be your own country. But, um, you know, so she's, I got to no, say. Like, she's, still on your, she's still on your money. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I suppose that is true now, isn't it? But uh, she yeah. doesn't technically rule us anymore. But, you know, <laughs> when, when it comes oh, down no, to it, lackeys I, do. Yeah, that, oh, somebody else. Yeah, Prince. Prince <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway, but like I always look at, you know, as a Canadian, I, you know, this is kind of fun being the outside guy, right? Because I, I look at, I'm jealous first off. Okay. First off, when somebody comes to me and says, I got a hundred business ideas, I want to start them. I'm just like, well, okay, pick one and do it. Right. That's simple. 
I always say, quit making fucking excuses and do it. But then I look at everybody in the States and I'm like, you guys have got some of the most kick-ass networks down there. And then I start, you know, whining and crying and saying, I got nothing up here, right? So I, I got to friggin' build it, right? I mean, we, we do have some, but I just got to throw it out there while I'm on and talking. But Canadians out there, especially Western Canadians, get in contact with me and we need to start putting something like this together. And uh, yeah, because we absolutely, like, I'm not going to make any more excuses about it. And my wife and I have talked about it and we want to do something like that in our area to bring people together, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I'm always jealous and I'm like, you know what? I got to stop fucking making excuses and be like, all right, we're going to do it. And it everything's different. It comes together for different people, but we need to have those, you know, off network connections. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No dough about it, Hoser. We'll have some beer. Yeah, seriously, that that was uh, that was how I met my whole tailgate crew. Uh, people in Seattle didn't actually tailgate. Um, my one buddy worked at the brewery, actually, which is uh, uh, God, what is it? it's a giant brewery across the street now. I knew the guy that owned the C store, so I asked him if he mind if we drank some beer in his parking lot. So we literally rolled a keg across the street and started yelling at people to come drink beer with us. That's how basically tailgating started 25 years ago in Seattle because the West Coasters just didn't sit in fields and drink beer. What? But, no, seriously, Dowie, the strangest thing you've ever seen. Dude, when you're from the East Coast and used to 100,000 people in a parking lot grilling, roasting, and drinking, and you come out here and there's like nobody. Holy shit. So, yeah, the, the squirrel, my buddy from Nebraska, and I started it. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't even get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just well, it rains and it's cold, and they just—I mean, see, football's not old here. It was new in '70, right? So they just hadn't had that tradition yet, and there wasn't like there it, it, the stadium's in a wacky spot. They just yeah. so anyway, yeah. When that brewery went in, he was brewer number nine. He invented their uh, uh, their stout. Yeah, shit, free beer and a free parking lot, and then the guy with the and then the and then the guy figured out. Holy shit, people will pay to park near you guys. <laughs> and then the Seattle parking war escalation started. <laughs> oh, there you go. it got up to being a mile and a half long at one point. And then the Viaduct project killed it all. They took all our spots. Meanwhile, in Buffalo, we light ourselves on fire and jump through tables. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have to, though. I mean, it's tough. You guys have just had a, an awful go at it for like ever. You know, I feel bad. Yeah. Obviously. I don't know. Last Sunday, it was just like one of those someone had to lose. You know, it was weird. But anyway, I, uh, I just as an aside to ADHD, the shit out of this conversation, um, I just looked up the uh, Waldorf school because I didn't know what that was. And I have a seven month old and I'm interested in stuff like this. And I just want you to know that the second result that came up on Google was that it's racist. Oh, <laughs> so, wait, what? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Not result, no, okay, but like, so check this out. Hang on. Let, let me give you, let me give you a little bit of background on Waldorf. Yeah, because okay. yeah. so, of the anthroposophy, you say that word. Anthroposophy, right. So there you in go. the 1930s, <laughs> actually 1900s, a guy named Rudolf Steiner studied Gurdjieff. He studied uh, Goethe and was talking about spirituality and Western spirituality instead of like all of this Eastern stuff. He was talking about where the soul resides. Uh, he, he was hired by the Waldorf Astoria family to come up for a curriculum for their children that took in the whole being, right? Not, not uh, just, oh, you know, rote me- memory, you know, progress and all that. It's like 
during this age to this age, a child's developing this progress. During this age to this age, they're coming into their body. During this age to this age, they're exerting their will. So it took in the whole totality of a child, of a personality, of a personage. And the idea is that we we grow into our bodies. We don't grow up into spirituality. We, we become less spiritual over time as we become more embodied in our physicality. This was such a threat to the fascist and socialist regimes of the Nazi era that they tried to kill him. They burned down his buildings and his schools and literally talked about all he was talking about was personal freedom. Literally, this is how you develop as a being into personal freedom. That's the whole the, the anthroposophy is the philosophy of freedom is the translation. And so um, this is a, a complete threat to true fascism. It's a complete liberation pathway for for freedom and for the people of and the children of the earth. Right. So the fact that it's on Google as racist is an indicator that it's actually something that liberates people and is not leading that it like this is the most diverse school in South Florida. Frankly, we have people from every country around the world. Yes. There are kids who speak English as their second language, um, every color, creed, race, and nationality, frankly. And, it's, it, it, and to see that it's being called racist is because there is an agenda purposely being set out by people that are enemies of humanity that want to see it not succeed. Because Steiner said 100 years ago in 1900, he said that 100 years from now, we're going to have a chance, a slim chance, but a chance to set Earth on the right path spiritual development and they will create a vaccine that will cut off your connection from god he literally said that and made other predictions that have all kind of come true and so the fact that the nazis wanted to take him out poisoned him and eventually were successful in killing him burned down the gertianum and that google is saying it's racist that should be a fucking indicator that it's one of the pathways available to us for liberation and if you have children definitely look into waldorf school soapbox done thank you yes any pathway yeah. that yeah. leads to i am is dangerous. Of God is of God, and it is correct. <clears throat> it almost oh. sounds a bit humanist too, though, eh? Like, and uh, and almost, I, I can imagine that some organized religions weren't real keen on the idea either. Correct, correct. It's truly liberative. It, it, he, I mean, he goes through a Judeo-Christian perspective and talks about Christ and what Christ did and how he overcame the world, and he demonstrated how to do that. I mean, he he, he was literally like. This is the and he created biodynamic farming. You know, he created a, a threefold social order that that works where the businesses support the schools. Like, just really brilliant stuff. Way ahead of his time. And they, the the uh, I can't, the Theosophists would they all asked him to be their leader, and he was like, no. You know, like we like I, I he, he was like I have too much integrity to do this and lead people astray. We have to let people find their own way. We can't have gurus and all of this. It's it's really about people finding their own way and their own freedom. So it became a threat to the establishment. Because you're oh. being inspired by your own infinite intelligence and connecting with that. And Correct. that is actually Correct. what we want to instill in our children. And I didn't find it. I don't have a really good Waldorf, Waldorf school near us. So that's why we were unschooling for exactly Exactly that. That's why people don't have their own instincts anymore because they're not allowed to just quiet their mind and listen to their infinite intelligence. That is that is guiding them always. Yeah. Yep. And and there's a problem that's happened in the Waldorf schools, and somebody actually just brought it up in the chat. So during the COVID pandemic, people like the Waldorf schools were like a spiritual battleground for people who were either two-legged muppet cows and cowards 
and not living into the spirit of freedom. And then those who are like, wait a minute, this is bullshit. Like the science shows that the virus is too small to be stopped by a cloth mask. The virus, I mean, the, the science shows that it's a genetically engineered bioweapon. Like this, the real science showed all these things. And in the Waldorf school, like in our school, um, you know, I was, we, we made masks. Um, uh, what is it? Not mandatory, but optional. Right. Because like, your body, this is a way that we, as yeah. A, yeah, yeah, we, it, it's yeah. spiritual warfare. And it's like, if we don't stand up in the ways that we can stand up at the moment and place where we are, then we're losing ground. And we are, you mean, you mean what you said? It is a spiritual war. That is what is happening. That is the reason why it's dividing mothers and daughters and fathers and sons and brothers and sisters. Absolutely ridiculous. Yep. And so you have I lost to choose- family members and friends. Yeah, we, you know, we just decided we... Not, not from, we, sorry, Niti, not from my choice. I love them. I want them. Right. I want them in my life. But they made right. a choice that, you know, and, and, You're and not allowed. loving people. Bullshit. Right. No, I mean, we, I, I will, I will say that I am watching, um, you know, ex, my extended family be told by some of their in-laws or whomever that if they don't do A, <clears throat> B, C, D, E, F, G, they can't participate in their family. And our yep. family has been, I have to say that I'm appreciative. They don't agree with me maybe about anything at all, but they are honoring like our body, our choice. They might, they might like, you know, try to dig in on us or say things or whatever, but they respect that, you know, we're not making the same choice as they are. So there's that. I, I had family I mean, members force the other family members to get, get vaccines or they wouldn't let them see their kids. Yes. I was watching that they're, happen. They're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's that. absolutely anyway. insane. Yeah. But, but Waldorf school is one of those places where people are at least semi-conscious about what the hell is going on and, and, and kind of collectivizing. Like I was talking about Tori says earlier, you know, the, that group of people are collectivizing and exerting their freedom they're exercising their freedom and doing so on paper legally you know within the bounds of the law and the only reason that the the news talks about it is because they're actually doing something there is an anti-human force that is taking part and taking place on this planet right now and until we recognize that like we as agorists are like we actually get it because we want to we take accountability for ourselves and we look around and we say, yo, something's, something's not right with all this. And just because a herd of humans all say it's this way and they're wrong doesn't make the position that's right, though it's you know not as vocal or might be a minority, doesn't make that wrong. We have to stand in our correctness, stand in our righteousness, stand in our truth and, and, and make the boundaries and say, no, you know, like I'm not going to go chasing a fight, but I'm going to defend it right there and then. In ways or, 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 I'm not going to wear your mask. I'm not going to give give grub, you know. Or you're just not going to allow it any power to begin with because it's absolute. It's absurdity <clears throat> and it's not a law. It's it's been amazing. Like you know, I I was just posting the de- definition, the legal definition of mandate, over and over and over and over. I mean, this is a they are requesting your voluntary participation in this bullshit. They are requesting your voluntary participation yeah. in this bullshit. This is, yeah. there is no emergency. There is no emergency. The only emergency is that somebody is trying to come between you and your family. Somebody is trying to be, come between you and your everybody. This is the emergency. That is the only emergency. So we so to bring it back to subject doing- topic, that's a, this, is, this is a network. This is the network, right? We right. are the network of, of free thinking, free loving right 
human beings who are accountability yes. and we have to create stronger bonds in that network yes. so that we can look at the two-legged muppet cows and be like you need to be over here and if you want to be over here like we got to decide whether we want to let you are you are you willing to be accountable you know it's that's like, we why we want that- you in person that's why we want you to come in person to different events that we're all having that's why yeah. because we want you to also feel the energy and the love of us in person not just just here Yes. Ah. Love it. I did manage to ADHD the shit out of it, didn't I? <laughs> no, it's what's a network, <laughs> like what is, you know, what is a network for? It's it, to identify people who get it. And at this point, it's kind of, if you have, you have to be able to, people can be around people that speak truth and can have differences in our adults and understand like objective reality and you can have a conversation and there's people that are just so controlled and just, but I don't know. We have to like help them find a way out too. There's, you know, that's why my event is not so like uh, teaching heavy, right? More like music and relax in the woods and breathe for a minute and hit the reset button. Because there's people around that will help you, but while you're panicking and drowning, that, that was kind of my thought for the week, though, right? People are starting to come out of this. This is a great topic for, like, networks. So, yeah, go to get involved with humans in your area that, like, anything you like, you will voluntarily organize around people that you like and just start to tell people kind of what you're up to and just get to know more people. Tim, what were you going to say? Yeah, I just play devil's advocate here, or maybe yeah, not. Yeah. But no, no, I, I love doing that when I'm in a big group. But it, uh, as far as like, okay, wh- when we have networks, right? Uh, right? And because our agorist voluntarist network is by its nature going to be smaller. And if you look at different oppressed networks in the past, there was always a need for gray men or gray women or gray people. <clears throat> I'm not sure. So people that could walk around the gray fringes. beings. Gray beings. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, sir. <laughs> but yeah, so there, there needs to be, because I spent a lot of time fighting with people on the choice of being free. And I got, t- and of course you guys got to understand coming from a slightly more oppressive regime north of the border. However, um, if, you know, you look at people during the Soviet, um, you know, during communism and that sort of thing, there's a time and a place for us to sit around and discuss. And there's also a time and a place, at least in my mind, to just keep my goddamn mouth shut and move on because there's times when attracting the wrong attention does not serve the final goal at all. And standing on a soapbox, hollering at everybody is only going to bring the wrong people down on you. So, and I'm, I'm not saying there isn't a time and a place for it, but even in, you know, uh, Christianity, there, there was a place for that. You know what I mean? Maybe a little bit less than some of the others, but, and also, no. you know, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, yeah they, i mean I, I i'm sorry I, I i thought you were saying like they've been less uh damaging than the others i mean we fought more wars oh. and killed more people no no know. sorry i i come from a christian background like i was born you know not not anymore but me, yeah me so too. like and uh, as four years in university studying religion and that kind of shit you know so but it just it comes down to there always needed to be somebody that could walk the line because number one you know, mm-hmm. talking about supply chains and networks, there's going to be shit we can't get. 
You know what I mean? Or there's going to be places we can't go <laughs> or, or some people can't go. Right. And right. so there needs to be those gray people that can work both sides of the coin and make sure you know what you believe, but there really needs to be somebody that can, Hey, you know, and maybe it's all the post-apocalyptic yeah. fiction I read, but uh, there always well, seems to be that. that going to happen you know? now? <laughs> okay. Parallel systems. That, that's what I got while you guys were talking. You're starting to, they've always been there. You're starting to see them. It's a pendulum. They're in need now. So they'll grow now. Right. They've always been around, but like once, like you said, that group X is getting big enough that now they can be like, F it. We're going to do this together because now we're a, we are an army. We're about to show you how big we are. There's all kinds of parallel systems that exist that are going to have to be leaned on as you get away from the, once people realize the giant techno fascist companies are in it with the government and have just been lying the shit out of them their whole lives. Once they wake up, they've got to figure out something else, right? They have to know there's parallel systems out. Rob's got it there, but I guess, you know, you know what Jack always says, the number one rule of survival is, to survive, to not die, right? And yep. what what kind of goddamn good can we do if we're in jail, right? That's I guess that's what I'm coming around at. Like I'm a pragmatist, and I want to make sure that I can feed my family and help support my benef- benefiting networks. And I'm not saying compromise on your values at all. I'm saying make your own personal choices and do things the way you see. But there's always going to be a need for people who can walk the line on both sides because I I realize this that like. Having maybe not aggressive, but having um, forthright conversations with some people, all it does is piss them off and attract you the wrong attention. And I did nothing. All I did was get put my blood pressure up 20 points and maybe felt good for a minute, right? Uh, but if you take your time and develop some relationships, sometimes people can come around and see the sense that you mean. That's all. I, I, I'm not trying to, you know, but I just, just, just to bring it down sometimes because sometimes we just in, in our field, you know, it, it's just, you know, in, how about in, in, in the pro-choice field of free choice, sometimes we beat people with a stick of free choice and say, you know, my free choice is better than your free choice. And I don't want to do that. Maybe I think I'm going on a tangent there and I apologize, but <laughs> I love it. Well, no, I mean, I think what you're saying, that's what I was, my question was for you, Tim, was, you know, um, I, I was kind of getting confused saying, okay, that, that gray man thing that you're saying, walking the line, how do you do that when, you know, they're doing this crazy, like, show your papers crap? Like, that's the thing is that that's why I said, and as of now, there is no walking the line. There was, you could do that, but now they're in show your paper world. I'm like, kiss my grits. I'm not shot signing. You know, I have no papers. I'm not going to do papers. You know what? Times are bad right now. They are, but they've been worse before too. And people have been able right. to walk the line before too. And I'm not saying it's easy. Fuck no. I'm not saying that at all. You know, whether it means fake paper. Uh, maybe I shouldn't go down this Canada. Here, well, you're Mr. <laughs> Canada. Tell us, tell us what is the way to finesse the fake paper world? Oh, I, I don't, I don't know if there is one. I, I'm okay. just, you know, like I'm not saying, but what I am saying is that people in the past have faced far dire consequences than we have now, even though this shit sucks and it's really friggin' bad. And we all, you know, so I, 
I'm just saying that it, it is a possibility. There is the chance that because if you don't, I, like I said, what, what what is your what is the end result of you know standing on a soapbox, ending up in jail, or getting shot? Right? What, what did they? Or just you know? walking away? How about don't participate? So that's, like, what I'm, that's exactly it. Right. Just, you, you because know. like Rob Kaiser's here in the in the chat saying being a gray man doesn't necessarily make you a bit. It's a tact, tactful approach. Yeah. Okay. I get that, Rob. I'm saying. I, I agree with what he's saying. I agree with what you're saying, Tim. I'm saying that um, when I'm telling it, when I'm saying that folks have to pick pick a side, then it is it is not the time to try to convince anybody or persuade anybody who uh, you know, like. There's no reason to. I, I quit explaining and defending a long time ago. I quit explaining and defending because you either understand what I'm saying or you don't understand what I'm saying. But in this red hot moment, I definitely cannot care, which is I have actually a T-shirt, Tim, that says I don't care. And on the back of it, it says there is great love here for you because I can't care more than you care about whatever it is. And I'm not going to fight with you. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to try to convince you. Somebody, people say to me all the time over here, Tim, Neeti, we need you to justify uh, regenerative meat. In the food church, they want me to justify it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I cannot create your worth. That is between you and you. Mm -hmm. And all you need to know is that I know that you were born worthy and outside of that is none of my business between you and you. I'm not going to justify to you anything. This is what has happened with this consumer um, litigious uh, fake society that has been established. And so we now can just lead them towards truth and reality, which is not based on competition. There is no competition. There's only competition it if you believe be, that. There's it has to be cooperative. Yep. Exactly. It is 100% cooperative. We all need each other and we're all in this together, not in the fake way that they're talking about, but in the real ways that we're, we're trying to express over here. So you don't need to walk a line if you're being real. And I visualize networks too, as tribes of people. Like I'm part of a fish community, yep. part of a mm -hmm. dead community, part of a, a college alumni community, right? And we're all spread out across the whole country and world. And I, I know those people like the particular thing that that revolved around, right? So that's always a starting point. But tribes of people that organize around a thing don't think giving their time to the thing or the organization is even a cost, right? Because it's I'm part of the tribe that keeps the music right. spinning because I gladly pay money and fly to go see shows because I want them to play. <laughs> All right. So I don't perceive that as even a cost because it's, that's what makes a strong network of people that want to self-organize around a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so too how busy. So yeah. oh, sorry. Like, yeah, or Tim Riff, what do you got? What do you got? Whatever. Yeah, I just like like I said, like we talked about people. Like people are so goddamn interesting, you know. And I, I'm I'm too busy building businesses and get and getting getting to know people and you know living with my family. And I mean, you yeah. know, I yeah, I can I can lose sleep over a whole bunch of that other stuff. But focus on what you can control and focus on what you can build. And you know, 
I think Xavier. No, nope, maybe not. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, just, just, I don't know. Yeah, well, do, do the things you can, and uh, don't stress over the stuff you can't because there's a lot of shit you can't fix. It's not our work to fix it. That's right, hundred percent. Not do our work. Your, do your thing. Right. But just be conscious of networks. That's, networks. That goes back to that safety trigger word, Tim. When, you know, when like how X was like talking about safety, you know, the whole like we got to fix or we got to save. It's not my work to do that. I'm not supposed to fix any. I didn't come here to fix anything. I didn't come here to save you from anything. I came here to be a creator, to create something and to have fun, to, to have fun, to love and have fun and to just expand this is an expansion universe yeah and you have to know the other networks exist so you can choose to participate or not right right i think we lost x i think he's Uh-oh. he was messing with his phone it looked like maybe he was messing having a power issue so hopefully he'll pop back in he's got the worst internet that's what he, we've yeah. established uh, he's, he's, doing <laughs> he's so work. free he's so free that he just kind of flies off sometimes yeah, and his Fireon stuff's really starting to take off. That that whole thing about get get in. if you're not in there already, go in because I think they haven't airdropped the chips to people yet. But I think they're gonna like if you have an account, it's like Facebook or whatever, right? But Fireon, P H I R E O N R E O N. If you're there the day they do that airdrop, because he wanted what was he was talking about being able to give them away uh, to start right. a market. So. Just get an account. It doesn't hurt. It's not going to cost you anything. Uh, they've really been working on it. It's getting more functional day by day. Uh, right. It pings me a little too much for my liking, but whatever. I just <laughs> turned off the little. I turned off the little alerts and the that ring. Way. Yeah, yeah. So that is a good community. Hey, why don't we? Uh, why don't we pitch our stuff in Bug Out? Or does anybody want to riff on it? You got anything big or Dowie? I think I said everything right in the beginning. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> Dowie Farms. Okay, well, okay. How can people hook up with you locally? Are you still selling barrels? Yeah, yeah. We got barrels. We've got burn barrels. We're in Southern New Hampshire. Good Micro time. greens. So if Micro you go greens to the restaurant, are, it's yep. starting well. Yep, full swing in greens. We're uh, busy um, getting ready to start. Well, this is the week where I plan for Valentine's Day, and then after that, we go nuts marketing because you can't really market during the holidays because no chef wants to see you during Thanksgiving. Um, so, um, GTF. yeah, I have that going on. We're available locally for home delivery at DowieFarm.com. And I know that, like, you know, it's like David Bowie, but with a D, but you don't say it that way. That's how you spell it. Anyway, um, <laughs> our barrels are there. We have quail eggs available. We have microgreens. We have New Hampshire maple syrup. And if my syrup supplier hadn't run low because last year was a shitty season, I would be shipping syrup, but we're not. Um, honey. Know. Local made mustards, um, all kinds of stuff. It's not all ours, but we resell it. Oh, and, uh, I love gourmet mustard. Yeah. Oh, this stuff. Some of it's so good, dude. I'll have to hook you up. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's we that's our thing. Our uh, my other my podcast that we you know whatever we do on my YouTube channel, which is Dowie Farm on YouTube, is uh, kind of on hiatus because it was tough to do with a cough for uh, the last however long. So we'll be getting COVID. back at that. Yeah, the COVID. Maybe I have long COVID. <laughs> long COVID. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For government forms, I'm going to have long COVID for a while. <laughs> I need to have, at least I'll have one thing. Way up here just, too, like right? just like I'm Native American. <laughs> yeah. 
whatever right. you need on paper to get the stolen tax dollars back. Yeah. All right, Tim, tell us how do you want more business up your way? You look like you work 24 hours a day or 27 hours a day. I, re- I really don't. I mean, I do, but I don't like, I, I love to put on that I do, but I mean, like I, my, my handyman business is I've got it to the point now where Jesus, I mean, some weeks I, I can work a lot, but then other weeks, you know, I might work 20 hours a week. Right. But it, it, I've got the business down that I know what makes me the money and what I can do. And then I can throw the rest into, well, my wife's business and the, you know, the, the content creation right now I'm pushing real hard and, um, we can't stop. Like we're always trying to find the next thing. I just talked to a coffee reseller today because so it's like literally impossible, not impossible. Well, Brian knows, but to get any coffee up here. So I, I talked to a private label company out of Ottawa that we may do some, uh, I don't know. We're, we're going to try it. We'll see. Brew, I, man, brew needs to happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about it down the road because and it's you anyway, gotta find yeah. a local guy. I can't. You can't cross the border. It's yeah. That's it. And the, these guys roast out of Ottawa. And anyway, I'll go yes. into it another day. But that's yes. yeah. So um, yeah, working on a book. My first repair to Spaniel, Hopefully by January uh, next year. Repair I got to. I, I love it. Have you got that trademarked or whatever? The I hell don't. But I'm really seriously thinking I almost should. Hey, like, no fuck, you should. Well, data yeah. first use. It's on this broadcast. I've been mm-hmm. using it for a while now, but yeah. I love it. I don't know. It came up oh. and then. And, and your James new broadcast. Over, yes, exactly. Right. And James over at PBN, he loved it. And he's like, can you do a show every Thursday? So that my, my uh, podcast, the workshop podcast is what I do. Thursdays and Sunday nights live seven mountain time. That's the easiest way to find me. And over on YouTube, Odyssey, a uh, couple of review videos a week. And you can find me on Fireside Freedom podcast. Um, yeah, they're everywhere right now so <laughs> toolman tim yeah just oh and toolmantim.co that's the website yeah nice. cool neathy what do you got well um i'm over here in the food church i'm more Ooh. Did you just get a lot of feedback there no okay sorry um I was just going to say, anyway, you can find me at farm2forkmeatriot.org, F-A-R-M-T-O-F-O-R-K-M-E-A-T-R-I-O-T.org. Um, I am shadow banned and blocked and being deleted on all my platforms. They're just starting to delete all my stuff. It's kind of like ridiculous. I'm just teaching you how to eat meat and posting stuff about how meat heals and they don't like it. So I am in the process of building my own platform and it will all be found on that farm to fork that I just gave you. So I would say, follow me everywhere. You can try to follow me somewhere on Instagram or wherever I'm Neethi the pharmacist everywhere. Um, or just Neethi Bali on Facebook. If you are still there, I tried to, I started to go to all the different like Odyssey and hundred million other things. And frankly, I was exhausted because I'm physically doing so much stuff here. And I'm like, I'm just going to build my own platform and you guys will just find me there or you won't because I can't be in 12 places and yeah, drive it all to one spot. I'm too tired. I'm just like, just come find me over there y'all. But (laughs) I love it. Uh, okay, I'm uh, I'm Brian. Food Forest Farms, Food Forest Farms. Uh, um, my new streaming stuff is all at Scrambling University. Um, having a bunch of fun doing that. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, for the things that you're not. Uh, let's see, uh, CBD bath bomb. Oh, 
my greatest and latest one that uh, uh, I finally found a name for it. Uh, you're going to love this. Get that. I've seen you. You had that online. It's plain the other day. cream. It does. Get this, FDA. Pay attention, Fed guys. Literally. Absolutely nothing. Ah, and now available on my website. <laughs> You'll figure it out. All right. Uh, I think that's the end of the goose show. Should we should honk it out? Cheers. Oh, Cyron.com. Bye, guys. Unloose the goose. We'll take no views. Your paradigm's run out of time and we've got no use.